What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm Brandman Sean. And I'm Corey. And we are back with another episode of No Labels Necessary Podcast. You can catch us every Tuesday, every Thursday on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream your podcast here at the intersection of creativity and currency. And as always, we got some crazy topics for you guys. Today, it is how you break an artist, particularly the mindset of breaking an artist. There's a difference between marketing and breaking an artist. Those specific phases, it's, it's a game changer. And I want to make sure y'all understand the specifics today. Yeah, whole right? different world. Whole different world. There's two clips that we're going to go over in this episode. And the first one, the second one really gets into the details of that breaking an artist mindset. But the first one is a great setup because Rick Ross dropped game on how he can identify if an artist is ready to go or if they're ready to invest in. And I think he applies this mentality towards just businesses in general, it seems like, yeah. but yeah. especially artists. So let's go ahead and play this clip. If I see you city to city, I look at you different. I know what you capable of when you really getting some paper. If you somebody I bump into in different markets, I know what you capable of doing when you really getting some money. What this reminds me of is actually a <laughs> recent conversation that I just had. Completely different context, but the analogy still applies, right? A turtle and a bird can both be in a cage. Okay. But when you open that cage... Turtle's going to walk, that slow walk, and the bird's going to fly. Right? Okay. So what he's saying, <laughs> right? Consider the cage not having money, having access. All right. All right? But I'm once good. I give you these resources, I already see what you can do. Because I see the grind. I see you everywhere. I see you moving. And I know once I give you the resources, you the bird. You're going to fly. Yeah. Somebody else, people think, a lot of people think, oh, if I just had money, if I just had these other things. And yeah. then you give them those resources, things look the same because they're those same people, right? They're the turtles. They're the turtles. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm with you now. And, and there it is. That's, <laughs> exactly, that's all I think when I see that, man. It's, yeah. it's just about an environment and knowing who's – are you maxing out your current environment? Because if you aren't maxing out your current environment, how can I expect you to max, max, uh, max out the next one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. It's a, it's a very real – music industry mindset and what i think it it comes from is the respect for resilience you know what i'm saying mm. it's like hey man i know that moving around in this industry where you probably ain't making a lot of money but you gotta go to la you gotta go to new york you gotta go to atlanta you gotta go to all these different places and i keep seeing you there or i you know maybe not keep but i, I see you here in these spaces that lets me know that either a things are at least okay enough on your end right or b you are figuring it out <laughs> Two yep. things that I want to see, or most people want to see with the people they work with, right? Either you have the ability to do it, or you know how to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, either way, you cool. So, yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, for, like, that's kind of one of the things that hurts, I think, a lot of artists today about being homebodies, right? Like, it's like, yeah, technically from a work perspective, maybe you can optimize, get more done. You know, you don't have to leave the house to do stuff. But then you lose out on stuff like this. And, like, there's people who literally would be like, man, I saw you in Atlanta and then I seeing you again three weeks later in LA randomly at like a house party or something. Now I'm gonna give you an opportunity. Like you miss out on that mm -hmm. when you when you don't leave the house and leave where you're at, you know? Cause you, you know what? I'm gonna play this next clip where the breakdown is really about to occur. Okay. When we talking about breaking an artist, 
This clip will give you three things that you need to do or be aware of when you're in the process of breaking an artist, or if you are the artist, breaking yourself. Business is business. You need to touch people at least seven to eight times to get them to buy it. Right there. Gym number one. You need people to see you over and over again, touch and feel over and over again. Mm -hmm. Rick Ross just said this without even saying this. Yeah. He got sold himself. He basically said, you sell me if I see you everywhere I go. Yeah. Multiple times. Not just one time, multiple times. And a huge part of breaking an artist, right? And you'll see as we talk deeper into it, it's not just about your fans. You're really breaking yourself and giving an impression to the fans, the industry at large, mm -hmm. right? And your peers. Mm-hmm. Everybody is seeing this motion and you're selling everybody by popping up again and again and again. So the fans, you're becoming, oh, this artist that we really want to listen to at this level. And there's so many of us. We want to see you at shows. We love mm -hmm. you. Right. Mm -hmm. To your peers, we become, oh, man, I see what they're doing. I respect what they're doing. I like what they're doing. Actually, I want to capitalize. Yeah, how can I get in on that? <laughs> how can I get in on that shit, right? So now you become an opportunity on that side, not even in a negative way, but people just realize, oh, there's leverage in working with you. A yeah. bigger artist might say, oh, that's the person to come up. It might make me look cool, right? Or like yeah. I know what's yeah. going on. An artist that's already on your level, like, hey, let me hop on this train so I can get some visibility on the way up. Your peers are also being sold. And then the industry is being sold. Ooh, how can we invest? How can we get to the table before this other label gets to the table or whatever the types of investment happen? Mm -hmm. There's three people or three stakeholders that are being sold at least when you start to break as an artist. So it's not just TikTok. We still go to radio. Mm -hmm. We still got T-shirts and merch and we still touching down in three the Three records top to, 40 right now. Yeah, like we still in, in people's faces and, and like we just don't rely on TikTok to sell the record. Right. Like Here goes the other thing. You don't allow the platforms or wait on the platform itself to sell the record. You can't wait on TikTok to blow the record up all the way. You can't wait on Instagram to blow the record up all the way. People out here complaining. Oh, man, like TikTok isn't breaking records. TikTok is going to create the spark. Like, we had a moment in history where things were crazy, like unprecedented, where you could just throw shit into the hit machine and, and a hit come out almost. Yeah. yeah. Now, Okay, we back to the basics, right? It's still easier to get a hit, but now you got to have some strategy. You got to know what you're doing, and what does that look like? You don't rely on the platform to blow you up. You allow that platform to create a spark, but yeah. you are in charge of if that shit actually spreads to Instagram or not, whether it goes to YouTube or not. The merch and all those things he just touched here, whether it translates to the world or not, that's your job, your team's job. Yeah, exactly. that's the biggest thing I got right. It's like, yo, we don't, we don't wait to make it real. Like we take it to the things in real life that that make it a, a, a what am I looking for? A, a none, no longer just an internet thing, right? Which is mm -hmm. what a lot of artists kind of fall short when they have these viral moments and things to the point of breaking is it never really leaves the internet. You know what I'm saying? So as as much as we see it, as big as it feels like. In that bubble, there's never any like real life evidence that this moment is as big as it looks on the internet. And people pick up on that and they eventually, I think, lose faith because of it. So like he's saying it's like, yo, like, this is just a piece of the machine, the digital machine, but we're gonna make sure it hits right here. We're gonna make sure there's merch and street teams and these things that you know, we're essentially gonna do everything else mm -hmm. that we would have did whether or not this shit hit. It's just now we have 
the attention and the spark from the TikTok moment to add to it, which is like you said, it's just like I don't know. I feel like people try to look at how to how to get by with just one part of the machine. You know what I'm saying? Which we've seen a lot of yes. artists do successfully. Like maybe twelve different parts, but we've seen people be successful using one or two. Because it goes so crazy on yeah. that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But they forget they're like, oh man, in the perfect world, I should be doing all of these things at, mm-hmm. the, at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Or, or more importantly, the ones who are watching don't forget, they don't even understand that that's an yeah. anomaly. Yeah. Most people have to go multiple platforms, like yeah. really work it to blow those cases that one thing and they really take off. One, they're still gonna spread to other platforms yeah. in, um, in general. But two, like those are moments in time that are very hard to duplicate. Yeah, exactly. You're an anomaly. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Let me take a quick second to tell you about Forever Fan because many of you know that my agency is responsible for helping multiple artists blow up tens of billions of views and billions of streams. But I want to specifically talk about a strategy that we've used to help artists get millions of streams on their very first song. And as a matter of fact, in the last 12 months, an artist got signed to a major label using this specific strategy and you'll never guess what it is. Pre-saves. Yeah, that's right. Pre-saves. They're extremely powerful when you do them correctly, but most people don't understand how to do it. See, the problem becomes when you put all this effort for this pre-save campaign and then the song finally comes out. And then what happens after that? Nothing. You're starting from ground zero again because you're not about to ask people to pre-save every single time you drop a song. So I'm here to put you on to our solution for that, which is ForeverFan, a platform that removes this massive pain for artists by making it so when a fan pre-saves one of your songs, they automatically pre-save every single song that you drop after that. So your work doesn't just create a one-time fan of a single song, it creates a forever fan. And you can take advantage of this same solution. Go to foreverfanmusic.com so that you can get more streams and a deeper relationship with your fans for the same amount of effort. Foreverfanmusic.com. Check it out now. Let's see what else he got. Actually, we're actually touching the people mm-hmm. and making it visible. So people are like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, all right. I heard, this, I saw this, I heard this. Like, take an example. Right now, we got one of the biggest records in the country. The, the J.K. Mack No Love record has got the big dance that everybody's doing. But like what we did was we were very, 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 very smart because we made sure that the girl that created the dance was in the video. Mm. Nice. Which was another point for people to be like, oh, I like this kid because he's smart and he likes influencers. Because mm. there's so many records where the influencer never made it to the video or never got a chance to, you know what I'm saying, good customer service. That part's huge, man. I yeah. love that word customer service. Exactly. This is reminding the artist that you are doing a service, right? To the audience. A lot of times it's like, hey, come listen to me. Me, me, me. Check my stuff out. Mm-hmm. But it's like all of this is a customer service business. When you say it's a people business, all right? Everybody knows the music industry is a people business, yeah. right? Relationships business. Yeah. Well, Customer service is essentially a better way to even streamline that of saying, hey, it's not just people, but you have to figure out how to serve people. We go back to the stakeholders, which is why this is so important. He just said influencers haven't been getting their love in some music videos. Right. It's like I came up with a dance. I got this thing popping. You showed me no love. Mm-hmm. This is his way of saying, hey, man, like appreciate it. Right. Yep. We're going to show you some love. We're going to give you some clout. What was the term that you used? You used. Uh, 
Social currency. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe it was like compensated with clout or something. Whatever. It was a little alliteration, as you said earlier, but <laughs> I forgot what it was. But the fact that if an influencer gets my song popping, there's more than one reason that I need to figure out some way to acknowledge them. And yep. I just alluded to it when I said you got three different type of people that you got to sell. Yep. One, if I put this influencer in my video, right, or I show them some type of love, it shows me as one, an appreciative person to that particular influencer, yep. right? Great. But oh man, I, well, who are, like that, that influencer is nobody. What does that mean? I don't care. Well, that's when you look at the bigger picture. Today, more than any day, people are looking at whether they like somebody or not as a whole, right? People are investing in brands and using brands that are lower quality just because it matches their identity and how they like how people move, mm -hmm. right? Or I don't like that brand because I don't like who that person is as a person. So your fans and the culture is looking at like, oh, how does he treat people? Or how does she treat people? Like, oh, this influencer popped this person off and he didn't put them in the video. Oh, does he not like something about that type of person and whatever their identity is? We've seen that in certain videos, yeah. right? Yeah. Where um, the track star video was a big moment like that, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a huge yeah. moment like that yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah. okay, man, you got any problem with you know, dude's orientation or how he, how he moves. So now you get all these other assumptions and now you're either selling to one specific audience or not selling to another audience or you're cutting everybody out. But these decisions are the PR that's happening by how you treat the influencers and people that have started to get your shit moving, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the customer service of it all. So a lot of artists aren't thinking about that. And But again, as you are breaking... That period is literally the period when you're winning everybody's hearts. Yeah. Right? When you think about, oh, Cardi B's on the rise, it's not just, oh, this song is popping. When Cardi B is on the rise, when the artist is breaking, then you're making people have a decision and thought about how they think about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Cardi B's so funny. Or, oh, man, she's uh so real and transparent. Or... Who else has been somebody like on the rise and going through that breaking period? Ice Spice. What would you say the conversation has been about Ice Spice as somebody who like broke last year? Like while she was breaking? Yeah. Like while she was breaking, when they started to make some sort of impression beyond the music. I think the first impression I became aware of was her being a bad performer and then it started like oh is she gonna last long you know because i think like her first show ever was a rolling loud show or something See, like that's that. that's different though that's the more artist specific i'm yeah. talking about even the winning their hearts the winning their hearts is more like you know how <sighs> they talk about this pretty pr privileged type of shit yeah. that was like a conversation around ice spice but then it also got negated in some ways because that i've seen conversations saying ice spice is like she's nice and cool yeah. and she well, respects yeah, okay. other women and yeah. things like that. Yeah, That's so, what I'm talking about. So that, to me, didn't really start. It's probably about five or six months into it. When she started talking more, like she started doing mm -hmm. more interviews, she started, you know what I'm saying, being a little bit more vocal. Yep. And then she had enough time to be unproblematic because then you look at that stuff and you think, like, man, she hasn't done anything in the last Unprob six, problematic. Months, six months. That's you know the word. Yeah, like she hasn't like talk shit about anybody or beef that like you know what I'm saying you can reflect and like man she is pretty cool so mm -hmm. I would say yeah probably about like six months in but that to me changed the first narrative which the first narrative was like oh is she gonna last long she's not a great performer she got one song blah blah and then it was like oh she's cool 
You know what I'm saying? Like she's cool, she's nice. You know what I'm saying? Like that's we can, when, and that's when you start to break. <laughs> when people say, "Oh, they you cool in yeah. some form of fashion," where they have more of a personality connection yeah. with you beyond the music itself. Even Gorilla had multiple songs. Like she was ringing off. I think they had to slow down with her because she was about to fetty wop the whole game. Like she was coming with him, right? Yeah. But then it became like this narrative of like I, she was real in a different different way than. The Cardi B reel they talk about, but it was like a was it like a humble type of thing or like I think so a, I think, around the way you know you, you know what I'm saying yeah. that, that they were kind of doing with her yeah like the girl next I don't think they were girl next door in her I won't say that I think it was just like the opposite I of mean what, it depends on what door like they were I mean, girl I mean, next door and it was just a different door <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was just the the. The juxtaposition of the genre that she's in, right? Like she's in bad bitch rap, which like bad bitch rap is very braggadocious. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Very like, like they out there, they the characters twenty four seven. Then she's not like she she makes the music, but then she's like real life. She just kind of chill. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like even like the interviews and stuff I've seen her do with streamers, like Kai Kai Sinat and all those people. Just always she always just like chill. You know what I'm saying? Very like low key, quiet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like man, you can't help but like, not like it. And I think what also helped her. Which we haven't touched about talked about in a minute, but you know, we was on it pretty heavy. Is whoever started running her meme strategy, that completely flipped everything for her. And, you know what I'm saying? It was like Say it specifically. Go ahead and put it out there. So there I don't say it was a point, because I still do it every now and again now. But like they you can tell that whoever her marketing team is has really good relationships with meme pages. And so what I'll see every few weeks is just the most random memes and discussion topics around Ice Spice. Like I saw one a couple of days ago. It was like this rap page posted, you get a call at 3 a.m., you know what I'm saying, who you going to see first? And it was like on the left it was Ice Spice, on the right it was Lotto. And I was like, this shit random as fuck. Like why is this on the rap page? But I, but I was like, but you know, my marketer brain kicking in. I'm like, bro, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a nigga pulling the strings with this shit. He knew the ass was gonna stop everybody. You know what I'm saying? You get engaged by the headline. Now you talking about her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but like her team is really good at putting those types of memes and stuff out on, on the meme accounts in a way that like, like I said, I haven't seen really seen too many of the girls from the bad bitch rap genre really do that. Usually when they do it, it's on. It's like they accidentally kind of cross over. You know what I'm saying? Like it seems like Ice Spice's team has been controlling that for a minute. Yeah, they you know? I mean they're really heavy with it. I mean yeah. I think the the ones more interesting interesting to me is Glorilla's because it's not so heavy with it and just be everywhere and omnipresent. Yeah. But it was clean in terms of, again, saying what type of person this girl. Like, oh, let's show her at Pizza in not Pizza Hut, working at McDonald's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she had a narrative with a lot of women that I've spoken to where she's unproblematic in, in many ways. Yeah. In terms of that type of problematic that they're talking about. Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, and then things she, that she talks about is a little bit, it's adjacent to, like, scamming, right? She has her own pocket. It's adjacent to I'm a, I'm just a bad bitch. Like, it's not, she's actually talking like a nigga. Like, when you really, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. The yeah. other, like, there's, other, <laughs> this is going to take us too far off topic, but the other women they say are talking like dudes, but really they're just talking like, I know women to talk. But it's just putting, putting, actually putting out there public. Mm. But like the way her bars were de- are delivered, like are 
there's fewer women who really deliver the bars the way that Glorilla is doing. But that's again a side of the point. But I think that actually had a, a part of how they branded her. Let's let uh, finish off this video. That has to Back be a to part of, of everybody's business model. I don't care if we selling t-shirts. A lot of people don't know how to stretch the moment yeah. into a career, mm. and that's the problem. That is, you know. So everybody talks how bad TikTok is, but like, if you don't know how to make a sandwich out of scraps, then just shut the f up. <laughs> Wise advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he came. He came hard with the cherry on top. I don't think I've ever made a sandwich out of scraps. Hey, kind of crazy. I, I definitely have out of scraps. Yeah, turkey scraps especially. Like, like that's never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> let's, get, let's get off that. <laughs> the that last point is important to stretch the moment and make it into a career. Yep. This is why I stress to so many artists when there's moments, right? Every time a window opens up, you have to go hard and go up as many levels as you can in that window. These windows don't always happen. And when they do, if you don't take advantage of it, you can't just be, oh, shoot, man, something else is going to happen next year. Like There could be a window where you miss going to level eight. And then you find another window and you go to level five. So you feel like, oh, I made that progress. I made the moment back. It's like, nah, bro, you didn't realize you would have been on level eight probably nine from now because mm -hmm. you would have been at level eight and then continue to push on, mm -hmm. right? It really does work like that, 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 all, that image I always say of being in a spy movie and the door's closing and you slide down that thing before the door closes on you. Everybody don't make it. Everybody don't make it. <laughs> and the thing that people miss is just understanding what that momentum um, it takes. Like how much energy does it take in that moment, all right? And then secondly, having the preparation, the resources, and know-how to actually take advantage of that moment. Mm -hmm. That's what gets a lot of artists, obviously. But a lot of times we'll say, oh, this person just didn't pop or win because they were that type of artist. But then you'll find an example of that type of artist that's actually made it a full career or at least made it a longer moment. It's like, oh, yeah, he was just more of a comedian. It's like, ah, oh, some comedian. You look at a little dicky. You know what I mean? You look at a weird Al <laughs> Yankovic, you know what I'm saying? Like you look at all these types of rappers or in different type of comedic as well that exist that find ways to extend moments. It's how you move with the, with uh with it. So like I think the biggest thing that we dismiss when we look at a lot of the indie indie artists that are like just on TikTok, you don't have a management team, you're in your bedroom is feeling like, "Oh yeah, that person just popped." And then they didn't keep going because they just, it was just one of those moments. It wasn't a real song or it, they're not a real artist or something like that. And it's like, nah, they really just didn't know how to stretch that moment mm -hmm. and have the resources around them to do so. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Because like I said, it's a, it's a lot, especially, especially if it's coming from a true viral moment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all this attention being thrown at you. You went from being this artist where, you know, more than likely no one was talking to you as much, but now all these people got advice for you. You know, so I get it. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a, it'd be a lot happening. Yeah. It's a lot that happens, but that's why I like the point that he made earlier about, you know, still getting outside and touching the people. Because that, that, that's the person how I feel like when an artist catches a viral moment. I'm like, you need to flip this into opportunities that allow you to get outside as fast as possible. Right, like you want to get that booking agent that can yep. help you get on festivals. Now is the time to start finding those people. You know what I'm saying? You want to mm -hmm. 
possibly do some collabs with some artists or get in some studio sessions, now is the time to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I think we always talk about capitalizing on viral moments from a sense of the internet and the music, which, you know, I think I think we we've done a good job at talking about and even in previous videos, right? Like here's how you can kind of extend these moments. But like I said, I look at it like, bro, how can we get you implemented and embraced by the real world as fast as possible while they still care about this thing? Because we probably got three months max before they no longer care about it. You know, because even if we look yeah. at someone like the Glow Rulers and Ice Spices, like you could literally see them doing things like every three or four months. So, so to extend, give them something else yeah, to care about. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Keep extending the conversation. So it's like you look back and it's like, oh, it took us five, three month extensions, which is usually about how long it takes. No, that's about a year and a half, two years. And now they're like here. And so yep. that's solidified. So it, that says to me, to the, you know, the artist that's kind of coming through, through the notches, it's like, you know, like, oh, my song went viral in January. It's June and I'm still here. I should be good. It's like, no, bro, you're still new. You know what I'm saying? You still the window of the window of opportunity is still there in a sense. It may be shrinking a little bit fat, slower, but it's still shrinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to keep kind of prying it open, pushing it open, walking back and through. It starts to close and you push it back open, right? Until eventually it just stays. You know what I'm saying? Um, like we've seen with like a Cardi B or, or other viral acts that are now. You know, we look back three, four, five years later and they're solidified now. Like I don't ever feel like. Cardi yeah. B's gonna fall off. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Like, I don't ever feel like like who's another. I mean, we just having a conversation about Oliver Tree, bro. Like I was talking about, you know, like Oliver Tree and Young Gravy and all them with mean rappers so long ago, and they kept opening the door, bro. And like now that they're, they're not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they, they're never falling off, bro. So it's like no, nah, you can at this point once people hit that level, they can fall back, but they're not gonna fall off. Exactly. So people might say, oh, I think they fell off because I haven't seen them. But it's like nah, they specifically yeah. fell back. Yeah. So yeah. nah, I mean, what I think this comes down to is there's the mountain, right? This this success mountain. This mountain represents a certain level because there's higher and higher mountains you can climb. Once you pop, right, you're able to get to a certain mountain, right? Now, one, do you put in the energy to get up that mountain, though? Do you run long enough, right? Or do you have enough gas in the tank to get to the top of that mountain? Mm. It takes time. But then, once you're at the top of that mountain, do you have the foundation to stay there? Because that becomes the difference between the people who are living on that mountain and the people who are just renting. You see some of those people, oh, they're up there in the, for a minute. They done scammed or they done like just luckily <laughs> found their way up in the building. And it looks uh, mixy. You're like, oh, man, this, people don't, this person doesn't even belong to be up there. Or how this person get up there? Give it enough time. Those renters, you know what I mean? When those <laughs> prices rise, they're mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, man, okay, right, let me just go buy me a house where I can afford one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just too much damn money in rent. And, and and then you start seeing the people who really live on that mountain. So that's the decision that you you have to make. It's like, am I going to continue to put up that effort beyond what I see so I can be certain? And the best practice I always see is really – this is that shoot for the, the moon and laying amongst the stars type of mentality. Because yeah. when you're first coming up, and especially if you don't have anybody like really seasoned on your team, you really don't fucking know. Yeah. So all you can do is like, I'm locked in. I'm going to keep going, 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 because <laughs> I don't know where to stop yeah. to, to ensure I, I'm, I'm where I need to be. And you kind of got to just leave it at that. I, like, and I let the advisor 
or you know your life situation help you figure out that last detail on when you actually do yeah man you know a, a wise man once said you know the good news is you came a long way the bad news is you went the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> Who said that shit, bro? I don't even heard that one. Before. What, bro? J. Cole, bro. I have not heard that one. Really? I have not heard that J. Cole song, bro. That's crazy, bro. Y'all, please roast him in the comments. Hey, That's man. Crazy. Look, man. Nah, bro. You deserve to be shamed for that. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah. Is that... Hey, I stopped listening to J. Cole word for word after a certain year, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah, man. To me, that's the, the bigger point is like... I don't know. It's it's a it's a, it's a I, I don't know how it's always hard to give advice around it because it's such a like a viral moment is such a, like in the in the moment thing. Like there's so much being thrown at people depending on where their resources are and how close to the bottom they were when they went viral can determine so many things. You know what I'm saying? Like a artist has been building for five years that went viral is much different than an artist that been building for six months <laughs> and went That's viral. What we're talking foundation. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to even extend the conversation. Um, far, so I'll just let this be an example of what you just said. Doja Cat's Bitch, I'm a Cow was a viral moment on the foundation of a career that already had oh, been around for about her. four or five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, already had some yeah. little bit of peaks and plateaus. Perfect example of that. But with that being said, this is yet another episode of No Labels Necessary Podcast. I'm Brandman Sean. Oh, hold up. Make sure you subscribe, by the way. I'm Brandman Sean. <laughs> I'm Corey. <laughs> and we out. Peace. Hey, if you like this clip and you're an artist that's looking to grow your career or a manager or a label to have artists that you're working with, we have free content and courses at nolabelsnecessary.com where we break down using some of our real case studies. For instance, we took an artist from zero to over 1 million streams on his very first song using a special content rollout method. And we break down step by step everything that we did and how you can use it for yourself. Check out nolabelsnecessary.com. If you'd like to get access to that, ask us questions directly and see how we've helped artists grow to millions of streams from ground zero. Again, that's nolabelsnecessary.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there should be a link in the description below. See you next video.